How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR. IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back to the final, or I should say, welcome to the welcome final inspection to. show. Brought to you by, of course, Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. A lot of stuff to talk about today. We'll get right into this. We got NASCAR in New Hampshire. Yeah. Formula One in Germany. We got vintage cars up at Elkhart Lake. We had the Harry Miller meet back at the Milwaukee Mile last week. So we'll talk about, and of course, the trucks, the dirt derby at Eldora. So a lot of stuff stuff and things to talk about don't we jeff yeah it's a busy time i love it it's fantastic it's the busy time of the year you know everything's everybody's going places going here their vacations whatnot kids are out of school and uh it, you know especially in this part of the, the country wisconsin wisconsin as we say um it, it's you know you got to pack about a year's worth of activity in about five months yeah or less or less, or less. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say about five weeks but yeah yeah five months is uh is close and you know just all like you said and you know you you just ran it down between the trucks on the dirt between new hampshire and the vintage cars and road america and the mile and uh sun prairie out at angel park is uh they're running uh, Thursday night. Tony Stewart's going to be out there again. It's You know, it's just there's stuff everywhere. I do need to take 10 seconds and say congratulations to my son, Jackson. His baseball team won their uh, Little League championship oh, today. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, that was awesome. So congrats, Jack. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, the racing's hot and heavy, and, you know, there's no better time of year. And, you know, with all the races that we uh, – we ran down, and we'd be silly not to include all the great racing at Great Lakes Dragway going on too. So, it's just it's wall to wall, and uh, I, I can't get enough. Yeah, it's certainly true. Um, it's I just lost my train of thought here. I was going to say, and then you blew me away with the, the little league thing. I just caught me <laughs> off. So, but uh, we will be talking to. Uh, uh, couple fellows from david hobbs honda because we got hobbs fest going on this weekend oh yeah that's always so a, a great event a honda 
go down to Hobbs Fest and we'll find out what exactly what what is all involved with Hobbs Fest. You know that there's huge sales on those cars, so get down there and take advantage of the big discounts. I saw Greg Hobbs uh, last night downtown Elkhart Lake, where they had the race course, race car concourse, and you know with all this sketchy weather and. It's going to be a washout, this and that, on the weather they've been saying over the last few days. Wonderful weather. A little muggy. I'm not going to complain, though. It's summer. It's Wisconsin. What do you expect? But it uh, worked, worked out. They had a little rain um, at the track Friday morning. A couple of the sessions were wet, but not soaking wet. And uh, maybe a couple of light, light sprinkles. Seriously, only lasted about five seconds. Yeah. You looked up, oh, it's raining a bit, and then it was gone. So like to thank uh, Bill Hall for his hospitality. He lives two doors down from Seepkins. Nice. Not too bad. And they had a couple tents in his front yard. He had some people there. A uh, couple, couple of very, it was a very eclectic and interesting evening, especially that driveway of his. I posted some of it on, on my personal Facebook page. Maybe I'll put a couple on the, on the final inspection Facebook page, but. Family it, it, friendly it, only it was, on, the, on the, on the show's page. It was an Italian <laughs> Uh, it's quite the Italian driveway. Okay. It was, uh, we had a Maserati Bora in the garage, a 1952 Lancia Aurelia in, uh, behind that. And then a Ferrari 488 and then a, uh, uh Alfa Romeo about a 1932 Alfa. Wow. You drove your Ferrari up there. Yeah, That's I awesome. Yeah, Steve. yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty, well, you know, what's cool about that. Of course, you know, they, they, they bring the race cars into town. So you got everything from Can-Am cars, a couple Indy cars. You got Formula, uh, Formula, all different types of Formula cars, open wheels cars. And you got your Porsche race cars, your Trans-Am cars, like your Camaros and Mustangs and whatnot coming down there. Just a wide array of race cars. Really cool, making noise, coming into town. But not only that, I, 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 I was taking photos too, but just, just the cars in the street in downtown Elkhart. That in itself would have been a cool car show. Yeah, which is what they do today. They do a street street show, but but the the cars that were just parked around and just that came into town. I was joking. I was taking my my buddy back to his car. And I was joking. I said, "My God, look at it! One out of five cars is like a uh, is is like a BMW or a Mercedes or a Porsche. It was it was quite incredible. So always uh always fun doing that. And like I said, thanks to Bill Hall and his hospitality. And it's funny. I've always, as a, when I was a kid in high school, I always was a fan of road and track, and I always would read Ennis Ireland's uh, uh, Formula One reports in the um, road and track. But they also had a, an author named Peter Egan, and I always was a fan of Peter Egan, and uh, read his stuff. Funny, funny, funny writer. One of the more talented, underrated writers. I always felt was number one that really jumped and looked looked to be in the spotlight. Cause he, he he was that talented. I always considered him one of the best automobile automotive, that whole genre of writers back then, and still writes today. But though semi-retired, um, and he was uh, I, I, he was he would appear at the road and track tent up at Elkhart Lake like 10, 10, 12 years ago. I'd show up. Oh no, Peter, you just missed him. <laughs> I just kept on missing Peter Egan. So I go to uh, Bill's place last night. I walk in. The first person I met. Peter Egan. So that was pretty cool. So I finally got to meet Peter, chatted for a bit, and uh, really enjoyed it. I wish I w- we could have probably could have expanded by what it gushed and went into fan mode. I didn't want to do that. So 
<laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So we have uh, New Hampshire this weekend and uh, the one-mile track. And it's, you know, yeah, it, I've, I don't know why. I've mentioned this before, but I've never been that big of a fan of New, Ham New Hampshire. Um, and it, it's probably because it's so similar in a way to the Milwaukee Mile. But the one difference is that the radius on the turns are a little bit tighter. So I always thought they kind of screwed that up if they would have just widened it out. I mean, if they would have recreated the Milwaukee Mile, it would have been all of a racetrack. But with it being the radiuses being as tight as they are, it's kind of hard to, to to pass. And uh, they always have to joker up the track and with some stuff and add those. We'll, we'll actually talk about that after the break. So what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. We're going to talk NASCAR, New Hampshire. And then we'll talk about a bit about Hobbs Fest at the bottom of the hour with our friends at David Hobbs Honda and uh, a lot more to come on the final inspection show brought to you by the incredible, the best Great Lakes Dragway. And uh, don't forget David Hobbs Honda. Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove along with David Hobbs Honda. And we got NASCAR in New Hampshire this weekend. And uh, I guess the big debate once again is the VHT, a.k.a. PJ1 uh, chemical that they put on the asphalt to make a, a second and third groove, which is especially uh, important at uh, New Hampshire Speedway and other speedways. And it, it seems like Jeff, uh, the Polish pipe bomb, of course, joining me. Uh, it seems like they they do they're doing everything in NASCAR to make better racing, except for fixing the cars. Yeah, yeah. the uh, The easiest way to make the racing better seems to be the one way that they do not want to go. So it's frustrating, and you know there's. There's multiple tracks they put down the PJ1. They use a tire dragger. They do all this kind of stuff. And fix the cars. Just fix the cars. It's it, crazy. It, it, it seems simple, but it's like, hmm. And, of course, uh, I, a couple of different, I thought it was interesting, a couple, uh, a couple of interesting uh, quotes here. And uh, David Reagan had an interesting uh, quote here. Uh, if they continue to put the PJ1 in the center and outside groove, I think that gives us some more options. It reacts differently with the amount of uh, amount of rubber laid down with the temperature in the asphalt. It's also different in asphalt versus concrete. So we're just starting to get a little more understanding how it's going to react and how it changes throughout the weekend. I think there's a place for it in our sport in the certain types of tracks. I think New Hampshire is one of those tracks where I wasn't happy that they put it down last year, but I think it did give us some options and provided some more side-by-side -side racing. We're just learning how to fine-tune it. I think I, I, I always get a kick out of these uh, drivers who bitch and moan about something, and then uh, it seems like they uh, they they... they they get a called into the trailer and all of a sudden they're, they're all for it. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's just that corporate garbage, you know, CYA, cover your you-know-what speak. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if it makes the racing better, fine. We've all sat through so many New Hampshire races that were just god-awful to watch. Yeah. So if it's going to help, then fine and use it. And I'm, you know, I'm not as big of a traditionalist that it really bugs me that much. But fix the damn cars and you won't have to do it. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, what seems elementary to me and you is like rocket science to the uh, quote unquote geniuses in NASCAR. Right. Well, you know, with, with so much to do this weekend, one of the things uh, our listeners can do is actually go down to Glendale. 6100 North Green Bay Road. Beautiful Glendale. Beautiful Glendale. It's beautiful this time of year, I hear. And uh, they can stop at David Hobbs Honda and check in the Hobbs Fest. Absolutely. So so what is Hobbs Fest? Let's, I think we should find out. Yeah, let's find out. Let's uh, check in on the great Midwest Bank hotline with a couple of guys at Hobbs Fest. Oh, very good. And who are we speaking with? This is Tom Delaney, Director of Sales. Todd? Aaron Roth, Director of Operations. Ah, very good. And uh, so, so, so tell us a bit about Hobbs Fest and what's going on. All right, so it's a great day to be at David Hobbs Honda. You know, we have lease specials as low as two twenty nine. We're giving uh, three thousand dollars over Kelly Blue Book. Plus, we have the perfect payment process, which payments will fit what you want to pay per month. And we're grilling out right now until two p.m. Wow. And we have uh, the wheel that you can spin and win great prizes like. Uh, lifetime oil changes, car washes. Basically what it's about for David Hobbs Honda, it's more than just selling a car or bringing your car in for service. Every car dealership does that. I don't know any dealerships that, that don't sell cars. So it's something uh, more that we can do, something that we can give back to the community. We do various uh, programs like this. Uh, we have lots of uh, community sponsorships, uh, and it's just our way of saying thanks to our past, present, and hopefully future customers. Oh, it sounds like a winning plan. Uh, you know, Jeff and I are big fans of uh, of food, so w w what's actually on the grill? Right now we got brats and hamburgers and hot dogs. Yes, please. <laughs> Come on down. We got plenty for everybody. Now, now Jeff is thinking about maybe upgrading his, his minivan. So, I mean, what, what, what's the, if, if he's interested in an Odyssey, what, 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 what can you do for him? Well, I'll tell you what, we've got, again, some great specials on Odysseys. We have a, a huge selection. And I'll tell you what, for, uh, for you guys on the phone and any of your listeners, um, come in today or on Monday, mention that uh, you heard us on the radio, and uh, uh, we'll not only give you a great deal, we'll give you oil changes for the life of the vehicle. Wow, that's one heck of a deal. Now I'm sitting there and I want to dump my my minivan. I'm looking at uh, at like the pilot. I need a third row seat and uh, stuff like that. What what kind of uh, selection you got for me out there? Well, go on. pilots. We have uh, we have plenty. Plus we have certified pilots. We have a 17 with only 25,000 miles on it. But we have over uh, 25 pilots right now available. So not only the selection, but you mentioned trading in. We're giving $3,000 over Kelly Blue Book fair value right now. It's the perfect time to trade in a vehicle. Oh, it sounds like a deal. Yeah, make sure you get down to uh, David Hobbs Honda in Glendale, 6100 North Green Bay Road, and uh, check in with, with, with our pals down there, and they'll definitely hook you up with a new or a used car. Exactly. And a burger. And a burger or a brat or a hot dog. There you go. <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on the radio, and uh, we'll make sure that we mention it throughout the show here. Looking uh, forward to uh, getting on the Hops Fest. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Thank, thank you. you. You have a great day. All right. You too. In the court. Yeah, they joined us on a great Midwest Bank hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans. That's the first time I didn't stumble through that. Uh, to those right here in our community since 1935. So uh, getting back to New Hampshire and the NASCAR race, I mean, it's, you know, I, I guess there's a little bit of a jealousy factor with the, with the mile. If they would have just made a, the Milwaukee mile, or better yet, race at the Milwaukee mile, maybe the racing would have been a little bit uh, better, Jeff. Yeah, it probably would. It probably would. It, uh, you know, New Hampshire's one of them tracks that, you know, more times than not, it's kind of a snooze fest. But when you actually do get a decent race out there, then it's pretty good. But, you know, it's it's kind of few and far between. So what you're saying, if it's not a good... If it's a good race, it's a good race, and when it's a bad race, it's a bad race. Yeah, but the bad races happen more often than the good races. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So it, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. You know, I final practice is on now. Uh, you know, Michael McDowell, he hit the wall pretty hard in uh, in practice already today, and they're under red flag conditions now. Um, you know. We'll see. It uh, Kevin Harvick last time I I checked was atop the uh, atop the charts well, in speed for it, happy hour. It's going to be interesting what the Fords can do because rec as of recently it's been basically a, a Toyota track. Five of the last six uh, races at New Hampshire have been won by Toyotas, and I think Kyle Busch has two wins. Matt Kenseth has two wins. Who's actually in this race, but this time in a Ford. And Denny Hamlin, of course, is our defending champion. And if you look at the laps led. In races since 2016, Toyota has led 97% wow. of the laps. Chevy, second 2.5%, and then Ford, a whopping three laps. <laughs> so, you know, Ford has been so strong with, with Stuart Haas. Penske's kind of, uh, kind of, you know, showing some, you know, you're, you're wondering when they're going to start rattling off some wins here. But it's been definitely, you know, Stuart Haas has been pretty strong. And will they have something this weekend for Toyota at New Hampshire? We'll see. You know, uh, three of the four Stuart Haas cars didn't even make the final run in qualifying. So, obviously, Kurt Busch got the pole. But, uh, you know, Boyer and, uh, and Amarola and Harvick were all on the outside looking in. You had Kyle Larson, who suffered damage in practice already today. So, you know, you take out the top Chevy driver there. Uh, three of the four Stuart Haas cars, not you know struggling because, like I said, Harvick was was pacing uh, happy hour. But you know this is probably going to be another runaway Toyota. Yeah, because you got Kurt Busch in the Ford, of course, on the pole, and as you said, Martin Truex, Toyota, and also on the front row. And then it goes uh, Joe Gibbs Racing with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski with the two Penske cars. And then once again, another Toyota with Eric Jones. Are you pro or nay on his, his new haircut? Nay. He should grow I, it. I think so, too. I think it looked a, a lot better when it was a little bit longer. I do, too. It, I would grow it longer than what he had, too. And I think it would look, I think it would be cool. Uh, it would get people talking. And I think it would get him actually more sponsorship. <laughs> Seriously, because it he, sits there and it makes him different it does, than all the other nerdy looking, you know. Kinda, yeah, yeah. 
kind of like Ryan Blaney with yeah. that look he's trying to get, which is surprising because Penske drivers are usually you know real button up tight, no facial hair, which he did f- shave off, but he still does have the hair. But like I said, I think it, he, Blaney looks good on him. But yeah, yeah, I, I Eric, Eric Jones when I saw that, I thought I didn't think it looked bad, especially with a hat on. Yeah, exactly. And then a friend of the show, we got two friends of the show here, Eric Jones and Alex Bowman was eighth in the first Chevy. Suarez again in a Toyota, and then Chase Elliott, who's just, just that bridesmaid, isn't he? He's just he's he's hanging around, hanging around, and like I said, I think it, it's going to be one of these when he wins, finally gets that first win, it, he's going to win like if. he's going to get a win, a second, a win, win, win. He's is he going to rat off a, a couple? But it's it's I think it's more of a Hendrick slash Chevy thing than it is Chase Jones at this point. Well, we'll see. You know what was weird about uh, the truck race at Eldora? A guy named Chase actually won the freaking right. race. And you know that NASCAR had to be shaking her heads, thinking, oh, great, we got Chase Briscoe in victory lane, but we couldn't sit there and get Chase Elliott, the quote-unquote golden boy, right. the guy who's going to save us from the mass exodus of stars that we've had in the last few years. And he can't he can't get it done, but here we got Briscoe. Well, I definitely want to talk about that that truck race. I think we'll probably we may talk to him either before or after we talk to uh, Steve Sinclair of uh, IRA Sprint Car Racing, talking about their big event coming up this coming week. Uh, the playoff leaderboard it was interesting. Early in the year, we were getting a lot of single wins, and and the the, the talk was, well, geez, you know, we might get sixteen winners. You know, some guys might be on the outside looking in even with a win well that talk quickly subsided because right now we got kyle bush with five wins yeah harvick with five wins truex who's been on a roll would not be surprised at all if he won this weekend so nope. he's at four but on by monday he could very easily have five clint broke clint boyer two yeah that's that's, that's surprising logano it finally got into victory lane with one eric jones of course and austin dillon who won at daytona and hasn't been seen since. And then uh, just those who are hanging around, and these are all guys who could very easily get a win. Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, if you put something together this weekend, and then uh, Kyle Larson. A lot of speculation on an 11 car who is in 11th, and that's Denny Hamlin. And uh, I posted it on the Facebook page, on the Final Inspection Facebook page, about there's you know there's a, f- a funny meme about a meme, I should say, uh, about, you know, Hey, Denny Hamlin, look, uh, watch it. It's going to be uh, Christopher Bell in that car. Would you put Christopher Bell in that car? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The more important question is, would the sponsor? You know, Denny's got a long relationship with FedEx, so it's, you know, it would be hard. But, uh, you know, you've got to sit there and, and get better production out of that car. I would put Christop- Christopher Bell in there easy. Now, if Toyota wants him in the Cup Series, I think you could see another situation like we saw with Eric Jones uh, last year with the 77 car suddenly reappearing with uh, Furniture Roll Racing, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a definite option. I would just think that uh, I think the equipment for the 11 would be better. Well, obviously, but if you're Christopher Bell, you'd rather be banging around in a in if you if this would work out the 77 car with Furniture Row. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, either way, Bell is coming to the Cup Series. Whether Denny hangs on to the 11 or not, you know, we'll see. But that is one of the easiest questions you've ever asked me. You know, I, Denny, don't let the door hit you. You know, 
and Christopher Bell, that kid has got so much talent. And, you know, maybe I think this year is going to help him, you know, get some of the growing up done that, you know, that just comes natural that you need to do when you're moving up. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would take a chance on him any day of the week. Uh, 13th, I want to talk about this, too, uh, is the 10 car, Eric Amarola. No wins, but running very strong, much stronger than that previous driver who hosted the ESPYs. Now, I thought it was interesting that he, I think it was either Jalopnik or Deadspin or somebody had a an article on Danica was more more so about you know her how she did at the ESPYs, which I understand was was pretty good. She had a nice little skit with Aaron Rodgers, and but what they were talking about is the vitriol, the 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 viciousness of the comments coming, you know, coming after. Now I understand. Okay, is Eric Amarola a better NASCAR driver than Danica Patrick? Yes. And however, you know, five years ago, put them in go karts. I think they're you know they're pretty close. But obviously, you know, Eric is a younger driver. Danica just never really kind of got the feel of the, of the cars in that. She, but very competitive on, on certain tracks. Better on other tracks than others. A lot of ups and downs. Fine. But the is it I, I okay is it because she's a woman and and people just don't want her to see her in a car is it because she's she's a good looking woman is there a jealousy factor what's going on why 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 are these people I, and I see this on Facebook too just vicious I mean yeah. I we I had a couple I've had interactions with Danica she's been fine is she my favorite person favorite driver I've ever ever interacted with no. Is she the worst? Far from it. Was very always, always cordial to me. Very easy to work with when we worked at the Milwaukee Mile. Whenever we asked her to do stuff, she did it. No issues. And uh, I saw her interact with fans and that. And there's been situations where she hasn't. But when there's so many fans and there's situations, she she can't sign everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody's Richard Petty. But, I, th- I think it's just keyboard warriors, these, you know, tough guys behind the computer screen where if Danica stepped up to, you know, some of these people making those hateful comments and got in that guy's face, the guy would back down. And, you know, I made, I made a lot of fun of her as well because, you know, she never met a car that she couldn't put into the wall. But, uh, you know, I give her a lot of respect. And what the very little that she accomplished in NASCAR was one heck of an accomplishment coming from open wheel. You know, she did a decent job. She did better than, you know, any of these keyboard warriors could do if they got thrown into a cup car by far. So, you know, as far as her and the ESPYs, I have no idea. I was watching Eldora. So, you know, (laughs) but, uh, I didn't watch a second of, of that garbage, but, uh, you know, people should cut her some more slack and should give her a lot more credit than, you know, I should as well give her more well, credit this than is, I do. This is what her second career is going to be. She's going to be doing media stuff. She's got her little businesses and whatnot she's working on, and that's fine. And, you know, this is – that's what America's all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, is she going to be a Kardashian? Is she going to be, you know – I mean, at least – at least she's got a body of work of, of something she's accomplished. I like her body of work. <laughs> Heck of a yoga. Uh, Danica Patrick yoga uh, on Google, and it'll be uh, very entertaining for any uh, t- 
teenage boy. Um, <laughs> then we got, okay, Chase, El- you got Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott following uh, Eric Amarola. So you got, here, here, here come the Chevys, basically. You got Johnson, Elliott, Bowman all together. Mm-hmm. And then you got Ricky Stenhouse. That's, uh, he's definitely the, the NASCAR Enigma of the Year award goes to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at this point. Mm-hmm. Paul Menard. He's quietly having one heck of a season. Yeah, decent year. Yes, he is. Uh, um, and easily could sneak a win at a place like Indianapolis, of course. But uh, perhaps Talladega, maybe Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those, those, one of the big tracks. He's had a lot of races where he was running in the top 10 late and then had bad luck happen to him at the end, yeah. and he finishes 18th. So as good of a season as he's having, he's run better. So he should be even higher in the standings. And and Ryan Newman, who just continues to be steady Eddie. Yeah. Not you know, for for a guy who's been who had maybe A equipment for a short time with some Penske, even that I wouldn't really call A maybe B plus equipment and now is in decent, you know, good equipment, but he's not running, you know, for Gibbs or, you know. But I mean he's got a lot of respect. And as we said, mentioned uh, last week, one of the hardest guys to pass. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Suarez. I thought Suarez was going to pick up a win this year. I had a lot he of faith could. in him. It does. I just when when I look at these guys with the playoffs coming and everything like that, for me the arrow is not pointing up with Suarez. It's you know, it's not down and it's not neutral. It's just one tick above. So he's doing okay, but I thought he was going to do a lot better this season. I, I think it's a case of, you know, you can't have five Joe Gibbs slash furniture row cars in the top ten. Right. And and, and there's going to be that one guy. It's just like the, the historically speaking, the five car with Hendrick, <laughs> you know, or the old 25 car. You know, that, that fourth car, in this case, basically a fifth car, just always seems to be eh, on the outside looking in kind of. The and runt. I think Yeah, and I and I think you, you, you see that. And, you know, of course, and Carl Edwards is a, was a special driver, but Suarez, good good driver. And uh, I don't think – if I'm go Joe Gibbs, especially from the sponsor point of view and the NASCAR point of view – I think it's very important having Daniel Suarez in the series, especially with being a, a you know Mexican driver and and that it's it's good to see. I agree, and I think that uh, you know I I don't think it'll be all that long. You know how the Xfinity series, you know they run at the road course down in in Mexico and everything. I would love to see that back, but the the issues though, as I as I said on an earlier show, is and and IndyCar wanted to run down there too. The issue is not that that they can't run well it's not that they don't want to run down there but basically with the with the political and 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 the the i guess vacation environment i don't know what you want to call it uh it, it just it, it's not really feasible right now because mexican they're mexican uh the the in mexico there's so many issues that they're having with the drug runners and that it's really become a free-for-all unfortunately yeah, it's a shame because I would love to go down there, watch a race, and you know, have a few gallons of margaritas while I'm oh, doing yeah. it. But and... it's it's a lot of the travel agencies aren't aren't booking any any trips to Mexico anymore because it, it was always a situation in the past where the vacation areas were always left alone. Right. Your 
And now that's not and, the case. And that's not the case. So it, it's unfortunate because I would love to see Indy cars at, at that track. And I always enjoyed when the Nationwide slash Bush Series back in the day went back there. Yeah, me and the Pipe Bombs, we went down there, what, two years ago, I want to say. And my wife said that uh, Mrs. Pipe Bomb said she'll never go back to Mexico now. Okay. And we didn't have any problems down there. Right. But, you know, she's all freaked out because of the... Well, you know, when you have headless bodies hanging from an overpass, that usually, yeah, that's it's not just a, good. a bad day. Steve. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> I tell you what, let's talk to, uh, let's take a break. And who are we talking? Are we talking to Steve Sinclair? Next? I'm going to try to get him uh, coming up next. Okay, yeah, we're going to try and talk with Steve Sinclair, head of the IRA, Interstate Racing Association, Sprint Wing Sprint Cars, are coming to Sun Prairie. And we'll talk more NASCAR coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. <laughs> This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by Great Lakes Strayway and David Hobbs Honda. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Steve Sinclair from the IRA Sprint Car Series. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, always, always good talking sprint cars on the, on the show here. And, of course, those not, not familiar, the IRA is the sprint cars. Well, those are the, your, your 410 wing sprint cars that you see in the uh, World of Outlaws. And uh, the the IRA is a, is a regional series with a lot of talented drivers and and Steve, what, who who are some of the, the the drivers that are the top runners at the IRA now? Um, well, our eight time champion Bill Baylog is probably the most recognizable. Uh, he goes by the, the name North Pole Nightmare because he's originally from North Pole, Alaska, uh, and he's also uh, has won a World of Outlaw race actually winning uh, at Beaver Dam a couple of years ago in front of the home fans. So. Uh, Bill's uh, nationally known. Uh, Scotty Seal uh, out of Sheboygan is our current point leader. Uh, we've got Jeremy Schultz um, out, out of the Beaver Dam area. Jake Blackhurst toes in from the Springfield, Illinois area every week. He's an uh, up-and-coming uh, youngster. Uh, Scotty Nysel's a two-time champion, another guy that lives out of Beaver Dam. So um, we've got, you know, on any given night, there's going to be anywhere from, you know, 24 to 32 cars, and there's probably – Ten guys, I think, in the right situation that can win on any given night, probably. And of course, you're 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 racing tonight in Plymouth, and it looks like the weather should be okay. But there's also another event Thursday at Sun Prairie. Uh, tell us about that. Yep. So um, Thursday night is a makeup date for uh, a rainout we had earlier in May, but it's uh, it's the IRA co-sanctioned with um, Tony Stewart's All Star Circuit of Champions. So that's uh, probably a little bit bigger regional series uh, to our east participate mostly in Ohio and Pennsylvania and um, they're coming in so combined with us and you know, I'm sure we'll get some Knoxville cars too so there'll probably be you know 40 plus cars and, and Tony himself is going to race that night along with uh, Dave Blaney another former uh, NASCAR guy that's uh, you know loves sprint car racing so uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a great deal Angel Park this Thursday. Yeah is Rico Abreu going to be out there as well? 
I think he is. Um, I, I don't have a confirmation on that, but I believe yes, because um, when the All-Stars leave Angel Park, um, they're going to Jackson, Minnesota Friday, Knoxville, Iowa Saturday, Burlington, Iowa Sunday. So I think for a four-day swing like that, I think Rico would make the trip, yes. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't have it confirmed, but I – I believe he will be. Yeah, when you guys had the All-Star Challenge up in Plymouth, I went up there, and that was fantastic. The weather got, you know, got to the track right before the main started, and uh, I give you guys credit because, you know, MAV-TV was out there. It was it was a fantastic event, and you guys sat there and tried as much as you could to keep that track ready to go, and then eventually it had to get called due to rain. So, and then I, the next night was when you were supposed to be down at, at Angel Park. So this is the the makeup for that. But what a fantastic show. And then, you know, you had one heck of a crowd out there. And, and, yes, we did. Oh, it was it was great. It was a ton of fun. Even without seeing the mains, it was a blast. And, I, you know, I'll definitely be there on Thursday as well. Uh, what I can't get over are the prices. It's, you know, $30 for a general admission if you got a student between 12 and 18, it's only 20 bucks. Kids under 12 are free with an adult. And that is, that's fantastic. For, yes, for the, the cost involved in putting the event on, uh, yeah, that's a good deal. It's a good deal. And the quality, uh, you know, that, that'll be some excellent quality there. So it'll be some of the best single-day sprint car races of the year, I think, at Angel Park that day. Yes. Yeah, between the quality of, the, of racing and the huge star power that you guys have out there, you know, everybody listening, get your kids, bring them to these races. That's the only way that uh, you're going to get them excited. And, you know, you bring a kid to a race, he has a ball. What's the worst thing that can happen? He wants you to, to go to more. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. That is a you know, beautiful thing. Honest. And Tony and Rico and, and a lot of our guys, too, we, we, they've all got apparel trailers, you know. So I don't know if you, you noticed, but even when it rained, uh, when it did rain at Plymouth that night, all those guys went to their apparel trailers and signed autographs for the fans. And I don't think the fans, uh, you know, or I don't think anybody got shortchanged, even though we didn't get the main event in. I think uh, most people thought, uh, you know, the heats and the prelims and, and uh, the, you know, all the guys who were in the yeah, and make sure to check out for more information. Make sure to check out IRASprints.com. And also they're on uh, Facebook page, Bumper to Bumper IRA Sprints. And, uh, uh, Steve, it, it's, I, I guess, with with uh, with tonight, you know, the weather looks a little sketchy, but it looks like uh, we, we should be able to get the, the race in tonight at Plymouth, shouldn't we? I, since we've been doing the interview, I just pulled in. So okay. I just got here. I mean, there's no puddles anywhere I had a little bit of mist, you know, maybe north of Milwaukee, but uh, it's overcast here. But it is no, there's no moisture in, in this, you know, air right now. It's uh, the track looks great, things are dry. Um, you know, we can take a little bit. We just, you know, it's the timing of it all. But as of right. right now, it's uh, we're on. We're we're going for it. Hey, Steve, who runs your Twitter account? Uh, the, I've got a family that supports me uh, tremendously. Um, the Tennyson family. So you know, Kim's the scorer. Tom and their uh, Tom and the kids they run their school trailer and one of the <clears throat> excuse me one of the boys uh, Garrett is our is our Facebook and Twitter guy. Can I tell you that they do a fantastic job? Because when well, when I was awesome out here. at Plymouth and the rain started coming, there were updates all the time. You know, because there were there was a, a pretty good exodus of people you know running to their cars. But you know, I just sat there and followed along on Twitter. 
hang with us. You know, we're doing everything we can. Hang with us. The rain's supposed to stop. We're doing everything we can. We're trying. We're trying. It was it was fantastic. And uh, I just want to, you know, make sure you tell those guys that uh, what oh, they I do is that. is very appreciated. They're doing one I heck of a job that. for you. Well, I don't think sometimes fans don't realize, I think, you know, once the track gets packed tight, like later in the night, you know, you start out with a kind of a muddy track, and then, you know, as it gets harder packed from the cars, it doesn't take a lot of rain to make it just a greasy mess. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it sometimes it takes, you know, it can take up to, you know, 45 minutes or so to try and get it run back in again to where it's, it's safe for the race cars. And, you know, Plymouth has a curfew and stuff, too, so it's, you know, that night was, it, it was a shame, but there was no way that was going to we're going to get that thing done on time. Yeah, but they were the first ones out there. Oh, Tony's at his merchandise trailer signing yeah. autographs. Come on down. Meet Tony Stewart. Rico Abreu's down here signing autographs. Come on down. Meet Rico. Yep. You know, just yep. unreal. It was great. It was absolutely great. I can't wait till Thursday. Uh, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thank you. We're talking to Steve Sinclair, president of the IRA Sprints. And, um, yeah, make sure you get out. You got two chances to, to see the spring cars running. That would be tonight in, uh, in Plymouth. And then also Thursday, of course, the big show in uh, Sun Prairie. Steve, anything else yeah, you can add? Yeah, so we we're at Sun Prairie on, on Thursday. Then uh, next Friday night, we headline the Langlade County Fair up in Anago. And then our, uh, I think our last show before the uh, Knoxville Nationals break will be at Wilmot on um, August 4th. Coach County Fairgrounds in Wilmot. That's an all-spur car race. It's got uh, it's got the IRA wing cars. It's got the um, Power Eye War um, non-wing cars, or it'll post-sanction with uh, Wisconsin wingless. There should be you know 40 wingless cars in the pit area that night as well, plus uh, wing mini sprints. So all-spur cars, and that should be a pretty big deal at Wilmot on August 4th. Oh, it's a fun time getting on to Wilmot too. So yeah, fans, lots of opportunity to see some good uh, short track uh, racing in Wisconsin in the next few weeks. Steve, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have you on again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Steve Sinclair in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Start your renovation journey with a simple and convenient pre-approval from Great Midwest Bank dedicated to providing perfectly personalized home loans to those right here in our community since 1935. When we come back, we'll talk some uh, truck racing and on the dirt, speaking of which, as we continue on our dirt tracking here in this uh, half hour, uh, the Dirt Derby at Eldora coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. show brought to you by of course great lakes dragway in union grove make sure you check out great lakes dragway for all the things that's happening with them and also to stay in tune with the weather this weekend and Uh, roy henning will join us in the uh in the one o'clock hour today looking forward to that too and then uh also uh david hobbs honda make sure to check out david hobbs honda for hobbs fest going on uh today until five o'clock and uh look at some cars you might even get a burger and a brat down there so and make sure you mention the final inspection show uh, when you're down there. And then uh, after the top of the hour, we'll we'll be talking with uh, 
Well, we'll we'll hear from Lori Monroe in one lap down, get the latest news in NASCAR from her, talk more about Eldora and the dirt derby that occurred on Wednesday night, and should the cup cars race at Eldora or on the dirt track or even uh, Xfinity. So we'll we'll get uh, Jeff's thoughts on that coming up, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit with Eddie Lapine, talk some Formula One, what's going on to get the German Grand Prix. So one of the... The oh, stellar, yeah. best, better uh, Formula One circuits on uh, on the uh, series. I'm looking forward to talking a little F1. So a lot of stuff coming up on the final inspection show. Yeah, it's going to be a great hour coming up next. So well, let's not oversell it, Jeff. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's still us. <laughs> <laughs> so and then uh, coming up here in, in about a minute, we got the the sports flash at the top of the hour. Are you ready to press the panic button if you're a Brewer fan? Uh, yeah, I, I would. Seven in a row. Well, last last night they should have won that race, that, that I should say, game, because you got Clayton Kershaw on the mound tonight. Mm-hmm. But then again. Chase Anderson pitches well at Miller Park. He does, and, you know, you know Clayton Kershaw is not infallible. He nope. could That could be, you know, the you know when, when we're in the playoffs, they could say, yeah, Clayton Kershaw, who – my worst game uh, was at uh, Miller Park in July when he gave up so and so, you know, so many runs. So I mean, it, it could happen. Well, maybe they're saying that in the NLCS when the Brewers are battling the Dodgers. There you go. So uh, we'll talk more uh, racing coming up after the sports flash. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, at David Hobbs Honda. Make sure to check out Hobbs Fest at David Hobbs Honda. And talking truck series now and uh, Eldora and the Dirt Derby. And um, that was a heck of a finish, wasn't it, Joe? Oh, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Even the heat races were fantastic. That first heat race that they had, John Hunter Nemechek, there wasn't a thing on the track that he didn't run into. And he still... <laughs> His truck was in still good enough condition for him to battle into and, and score a top ten uh, finish in the race. And you know, watching watching him struggle in that first heat race, it felt like watching Days of Thunder. You know, go out there and hit the pace car. You know why? It's the only thing you haven't hit yet on the track. Right. You know that's what it felt like. And man, that was it's it's so much fun. It is and, so much and, fun. And having Michael Waltrip on the broadcast is like putting them in the middle of a cricket match because he doesn't know anything about either one. No, no, he doesn't. He, and he is just awful. I, awful. I mean, just, it was embarrassing. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. They the one. I mean, do some prep work. Talk to some people. Come on, you I, know. I just. I loved it when he sat there. The conversation talked about owning a team. Well, I was a team owner for a while, and yeah. let me tell you, like, come on, Mike. Yeah. Really, you know, come on. No, yeah, He's you, good were, at the you were gr- funneling money f- for Toyota. He's good at the grid walk, you know, like on the pre-race well, shows. That, that they ripped off from. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's obnoxious and annoying, but th- when he's doing that, I can stand him. But, oh, man, he should not be anywhere near a dirt race ever, ever again. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why they, why Fox forces uh, the Walter brothers on us continuously. It, I think it's time for a class action lawsuit. What do you think? Oh, man, I'm in. I'm in, <laughs> you know, just five years pain and suffering and uh, hearing damage and just <laughs> mental anguish. Well, we kind of buried the lead here. Yes, it was Chase Briscoe who won the race in a photo finish over Grant Infinger, which was kind of interesting. I, was, uh, two guys that weren't, they were talked about somewhat, but not especially Infinger, uh, for him to be, um, you know, finishing second, very impressive. Uh, a couple other drivers, though, that really that really kind of impressed, and they were pumping up, and uh, probably Logan Seavey, which is who's yeah. tearing it up on the midget, uh, USAC Midget Series right now. And definitely got a nice endorsement from Kyle Larson over the uh, over the evening. Uh, this kid's got some, uh, and that that's might be another reason why we were looking at Christopher Bell uh, possibly going to uh, you know to Cup because I think Toyota is looking at Logan Seavey saying, "Hmm, this kid looks pretty good. I think he needs to get into a truck and he need to move some people. You know, everybody move up one position here." Well, with the way that he ran at Eldora, he definitely opened up everybody's eyes. And so, you know, now the spotlight's going to get brighter on him. And uh, and if CV can sit there and continue to perform, good things are going to happen, and they're going to happen quick. I don't think Toyota is going to sit there and, and sit on their hands and, and take a long while with him. Like you said, I think that, uh, you know, if he continues to perform, I think it's he's looking at a sooner rather than later on uh, – the trajectory of his career going straight up. And uh, Matt Weaver, I want to credit him for this and his auto week uh, talking for the notes from the, uh, from the dirt derby. Very interesting. Cause I totally agree. Uh, what he mentioned here about Todd Gilliland. I'll just read it here verbatim. Todd Gilliland missed uh, four of the first five races and needs a win to make the playoffs. Having only raced a street stock race once at Paris auto speedway, which is dirt California, Gilliland didn't think he would be a contender until he suddenly was. He qualified seventh, won his heat, running inside the top five for much of the race, including as high as second. But his day ended with a crash while inside the top five with five laps running. He finished 22nd. That's one of these where you look at the box score, and but that doesn't really tell you the whole story, does it? No, it doesn't. And uh, it was kind of heartbreaking for him, you know, that crash right there so close to the end. And for him running as good as, as, as he was and – you know, there's a lot of guys that ran good. You know, uh, Myatt Snyder ran mm-hmm. really well. Um, well, I want to get back to Gilliland because, uh, yeah, this is a kid who is, uh, I mean, if, if if he came, well, I mean, his father, his son of David Gilliland, who, who won a, a race in the Nationwide Series, kind of propelled him, his career up, but also grandson of Butch, who was a Winston West driver back in the day. And this is a kid who... I mean, it would be a lot, probably 
Well, he's gone pretty well, but I mean, he would be snatched up a lot earlier, I think, if this was 10, 15 years ago because of the, uh, but because of the situation with the lack of money and racing across the board, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for him, but he's definitely got a lot of, uh, a lot of attention from the people, I think on the, on the cup side, looking at him thinking, Hmm. Maybe somebody should snatch this guy up. Well, yeah, and we just talked, what, three weeks ago, a month ago, about when, you know, the race when uh, David was in there as well and, uh, you know, father-son battling for positions and stuff like that. It was it was just fantastic. It's a great story. The kid's got – he's got the talent. So the money's got to get in line, mm-hmm. and, and he, can, he can create some havoc in that series, but it's pay to play. But for a kid who's, uh, you know, you hear about these son of a, you know, son of a driver, this and that. Okay, you know, you're always like, okay, all right. Yeah, take it well, with a grain of salt. Yeah, because you know, he, you know, dad's paying for his way up until to a certain point, and then you get, then you kind of got to go on your own a little bit, and you're like, well, he's always been in great equipment, so there's always that. Well, is he winning races because his equipment is so much better than everybody else's and he's got his dad who knows everything about racing is that why he's winning not but i'm not saying that todd but in 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 general and you see this with uh you know you saw this with uh mcreynolds the mcreynolds kid uh you got the, the 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 burton boys coming up and that and there's you know these kids are winning a lot of races but is it because of talent or what but with gilland definitely uh the kid is showing some real talent on his end and uh, at this point the future looks looks pretty bright yeah it definitely does don't forget the dylans in there with grandpa well, we won't even talk about that <laughs> um and then we got Maya schneider yeah he's another one that's been uh he's looked good in arca but then again he's had pretty good equipment on the arca side but throw him in a, in a truck on the dirt let's see because it, it's interesting with with eldora it's actually a finesse track uh there's a good quote in here too that um matt weaver wrote and basically saying that uh oh here it is uh actually it was uh cv that mentioned this he said the trucks are hard to drive the track is i figured they would work with it before the race they didn't i thought they would play in my favor my truck was really good on the slick and i think it showed tonight overall the experience was good as i think i've gone through without those those last couple of cautions there at the end he says with the and uh, you also mentioned earlier that you really have to finesse. It seems like the harder you drive, the slower you get. Mm-hmm. And I think we see we saw that a couple of times with guys. You know, you dip and dive in into turn one or in turn three, and you try and do a slide job on a guy. Sometimes it works, sometimes it wouldn't. But you know, you, it is kind of a finesse. You got to drive with your fingertips. Yeah, it was another feeling. example of the awful broadcast because they mentioned. Uh, a couple trucks that, you know, oh, he's barely getting into the gas. He's barely hitting the gas and flying around the track and stuff like that. But they didn't really explain it enough right. if you were like a novice watching it to know what they meant. Well, it's the opposite of a wing sprint car where you go in as hard as you can, crank it, you know, to the right in the opposite way and get get up on the cushion. And Kyle Larson was talking about that because they were saying, well, do you want a little cushion there and Larson's saying, yeah, I do. I want to lay that, you know, you want to lay that right rear right on that cushion and right on the, uh, you know, right uh, high, wide, and handsome, as he said. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, of course, there wasn't, at, at times during the race, there wasn't much of a cushion, then you, you get sucked into the wall, like what happened to Larson last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I, I miss not having Larson in the race. 
I you know that would have made it that would have made it entertaining. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was one hell of a race that finish. You know, they need to run more races on Wednesday night. They need to run more dirt races. Cup Series needs to run a dirt race. They should do it on a Wednesday night as well, and have a normal track on that same Sunday. You know, if you if you're a Cup team, Steve, and you have like you know three four restrictor plate uh you know tracks so you have your restrictor plate package cars why couldn't you do that for a dirt race where there's no aerodynamics they you know they don't really come into play mm-hmm. um you you sit there you beef up the bumpers and everything like that so you can beat and bang and still keep going just like the trucks did uh why can't you sit there and you know have these teams build two or three of these and and oh, do it. they're trying to save money. Yeah, that's a bunch <laughs> of garbage. A bunch of garbage. Because you run three of these, make them points races, you know, on Wednesday, and then you go to Pocono or something on Sunday. But you sit there and you get these going. That way you shorten the season so you're not going up against the NFL and you have more eyes and more attention on your sport. Stop making sense, will you? It's just ridiculous hearing you. I'm sorry. I should have known better. Uh, I tell you what, it's time now for one lap down with Laurie Monroe and uh, some interesting news that came up that just what I like about this segment, she gets in a lot of information in a short amount of time here about, especially with a uh, five hour energy drink and this few other notes in, uh, from the NASCAR side. So let's uh, take a listen to Laurie Monroe and one lap down. This is one lap down for the week of July the 16th. I'm Laurie Monroe and here's what's making news right now. Five Hour Energy has announced that after this year, it will no longer sponsor the Furniture Row Racing number 78 car driven by Martin Truex Jr. and is also leaving NASCAR altogether. Just this week, Truex was awarded the 2018 ESPY for Best Driver at the awards ceremony. Nominees included Joseph Newgarden, Lewis Hamilton, and Brittany Force. Goodyear is reassessing what tire it'll bring for the September 29th and 30th race weekend on the Charlotte Motor Speedway road course following chunking issues with its primary tire during two days of open tests. The tire had a slightly tougher compound than the original tires used for the open tests, and it had been the control tire during a tire test held in the spring. And if that weren't enough news from Charlotte, the Speedway is now installing more than 88,000 square feet of synthetic turf on the front stretch of the infield. To do so, they had to remove an 8-inch layer of dirt and grass and replace that with an 8-inch layer of stone, sand, and turf, along with a new drainage system. All in time for this September's Bank of America Roval 400 Race Weekend. This past week's Eldora Truck Race went on without a hitch after a very wet start to the week. Chase Briscoe and Thor Sport teammate Grant Enfinger had the fans cheering as they banged doors across the finish line, earning Briscoe the win in the closest finish in the event's history. Track owner Tony Stewart hinted at the prospect of getting a cup race at the facility, saying if you can do it with trucks, you can do it with Xfinity, with cup, with anything. He went on to say that he'll have the track ready if NASCAR wants to schedule a test. NASCAR versus Innovators this week. It's NASCAR 2 and Innovators 0. Xfinity team number 22 of Paul Menard and Truck Series team number 24 of Justin Haley both had their crew chiefs fined for lug nut infractions. There were, however, no penalties handed out on the cup side. Like food? Like racing? Like racing and food? 
then you'll love this weekend's Taste of the Speedways held at New Hampshire Motor Speedway this weekend during the Fox Woods Resort Casino 301 Cup Race. And again this September during the Full Throttle Fall Weekend. The Taste of the Speedways combines all of NASCAR's favorite flavors under one roof, located under the main grandstand. Unique concession items from other SMI tracks across the country include New Hampshire's Lobster Mac and Cheese, Bristol's Buffalo Chicken Mac, and Cheese Poutine, Charlotte Motor Speedway's Throwback Double Cheeseburger, and so many incredible choices like peanut butter and jelly milkshakes, racing hot chicken sandwich, and even some healthier items like yeah, fruit and veggie cups, you know. Yum, yum. Enjoy, everyone. In birthdays this week, happy birthday goes out to Dakota Armstrong, Glenn Wood, Cameron Haley, and good old Bobby Gerhardt. And if you're celebrating this week, too, have a very happy birthday. In Pinty's news this week, last weekend's Pinty's Grand Prix of Toronto saw Andrew Ranger victorious for the third time at the Exhibition Stadium Road Course giving the Quebec driver his second consecutive win this season. Next up for the series is the July 25th Velocity Prairie Thunder Twin 125s at Wyant Group Raceway in Saskatchewan. And planning on making his Xfinity debut this weekend in the Lake Region 200 Xfinity race is Pinty's driver, Donald Teach. He will drive the number 90 entry for King Autosport, typically piloted by Josh Williams and Brandon Brown, and this after bringing funding for the ride. In IndyCar, Scott Dixon won last weekend's Honda Indy Toronto, and the series won't be back on track until July 29th when they throw the green flag for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. In ARCA news, Berlin Raceway hosts ARCA's Primera Plastics 200 on July 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Last weekend's race at Elko Speedway was won by Gus Dean of Bluffton, South Carolina. And in NASCAR this weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, the Xfinity Lake Regions 200 is on Saturday and the green flag flies approximately at 4.15 p.m. Eastern. And the cup race, the Foxwoods 301 at New Hampshire, the green flag will be flying at roughly 2.15 p.m. Eastern. And the weather forecast, according to raceweather.net, Saturday's Xfinity race is looking good with a high of 75 degrees and sunny skies. However, Sunday's cup race has a chance of rain and thunderstorms, possibly more isolated in the afternoon hours with a high of 72 degrees. Let's hope that changes for race time. Social media madness, if your name is Lee Carroll, Eric Almarola is looking for you. This week, Almirola tweeted that he is a stack of fan mail signed, sealed, and heading to the post office, but one special piece of mail arrived that had no return address, and Eric wants to send you something. So, Lee, you better direct message your favorite driver. And for the Danica haters, well, you had your night, too. After Danica Patrick hosted the ESPY Awards this week, some of the comments on Twitter were, well, just pretty spiteful. Something like this, Danica Patrick's monologue to open the ESPYs went over like a flat tire at the Indianapolis 500. Danica Patrick telling jokes is one in a long stream of flaming crashes she's had in her career. She has the charisma of a wet mop. How did Danica do in your opinion? Visit our poll on the Race Talk Radio Facebook page. That's all for One Lap Down this week. I'm Laurie Monroe. Enjoy the races this weekend, whatever races you enjoy the most. This 
This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. To the final inspection show. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and make sure you get out to Hobbs Fest at David Hobbs Honda, 6100 North Green Bay Avenue. And give them a call, 351 414 352, I should say, 6100. Make sure to check out all the best that they have in new and used cars. And then I'd also like to thank our friends at uh, Great Lakes Dragway. In fact, we'll be talking with Roy Henning here at the uh, top of the or the bottom of the what no the end of the hour what's the term i want uh or i, I could just say last about segment of the show last segment we'll be talking to roy henning from great lakes dragway what's what's going on great lakes dragway this this weekend uh there's some fantastic racing going on um the uh the only bad thing about six hours ago they said that the uh the rain juniors and brackets were canceled uh-oh but um but definitely, you know, check out their website for the most up-to-date info. And, uh, you know, they'll keep and there, you... And there are two days in a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, so you can always get out there tomorrow because I, I'm the weather is supposed to be much better tomorrow. So, Yeah, absolutely. So just a, you know, fantastic time, fun for the whole family. Get out there. If you haven't been out there, come to the radio station, and I'll slap you and make you go out there. <laughs> so we're looking forward talking to uh, Roy Henning from Great Lakes Drag here in a little bit. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll be talking to uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Get the latest of what's happening in Formula One from Eddie. And then, because uh, our friend David Hobbs, uh, he's actually in Silverstone. He's in England this weekend, Jeff. Jolly the, old England. Jolly old England for the uh, Silverstone Vintage Weekend out there, which is quite spectacular. Probably only second to Goodwood. For the, with the amount of cars they had, the, the Goodwood uh, Festival of Speed last week. And if you want to see some cool stuff, go to uh, YouTube. Once again, YouTube, a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, F, Goodwood FOS for Festival of Speed. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool cars up there. Yeah, be careful what websites you search Goodwood <laughs> on. Though. You know, make sure you're on YouTube or you might... Uh, <laughs> He might end up a little traumatized, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so talking IndyCars now, of course, Scott Goodyear pretty much dominated uh, Toronto last week. And uh, did, I say, did I just say Scott Goodyear? You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Scott Dixon. <laughs> Goodwood, Canada. You, know, you think Goodwood, Canada, Scott Goodyear. Because Scott Goodyear is Canadian. Of course. And from the Toronto area, so. You gotta give me a little room with that one, but hey, was, I, I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll cut you some slack, but uh, you know the fingers Scott are Dixon, crossed. Uh, showing, uh, yeah, Scott Dixon is probably over all in all probably the best driver you could say in uh, arguably the best driver in, in the IndyCar series today, and he showed why last week in Toronto, dominating that event, and uh, 
a lot of a lot of talk though uh, is focusing on the 2019 this upcoming season, and there's been some talk about uh, Texas maybe dropping Texas, and what what's going on here is Eddie Gossage, you had a Texas Texas Speedway, has always been uh, he especially when Michael Andretti came up here with uh, uh, with Milwaukee Mile and got quite the sweetheart deal when it comes to sanctioning fee. And uh, Eddie Gossage did not like that because of all the of all the tracks he probably paid the highest sanctioning fee. And so there's in the industry in the racing industry there's been quite a few that have thought that the IndyCar series and their sanction, sanctioning fees have been a little higher than they should be. And uh, for Eddie Gossage, he was like, "Hey, I'm paying the most here." And unfortunately, the crowd size has been kind of going down and down and down for not only NASCAR but also IndyCar, and uh, so he was he's he's kind of playing hardball with them. He hasn't committed to a race next year. However, uh, he did release a statement here uh, through the Indianapolis Star, and uh, IndyCars have been here since we opened our doors, and I suspect they'll be here long after I'm gone. Gossage said in a phone interview phone interview on Thursday. Uh, whatever I've been reading and hear about people telling me uh, about on the social media, it's, it's kind of funny. Everybody needs to relax. No big thing, kind of an homage to uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Of course, Eddie Gossage uh, lived in Milwaukee for a short time when he worked for Miller Brewery on the PR side. So, uh, IndyCar or Indy Motor Speedway wants IndyCar to return in 2019 and beyond. Gossage says an IndyCar wants to race the Texas Motor Speedway. That is true. Both those. Both of those are true. Uh, basically, what it's come down to is how much gas. It has to make financial sense, of course. He's mm-hmm. as, as Tony Soprano would say, hey, we're running a business here. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I hope they get it worked out because, like I said, I love Indy cars on the ovals, and uh, I find it just wildly entertaining, and I hope that uh, – that they are running at Texas. Well, and, Eddie, you know, one thing about Eddie Gossage, he's his own – you know, he's his own – favorite fan but i mean the guy is smart he's probably oh yeah but one of the best guys when it comes to promoting i this is this is pure i love eddie gossage when he does this kind of stuff speedway motorsports which owns tms has paid the home and george family just shy of 100 million dollars gossage said i would wager everything i own that nobody with the exception of perhaps abc has paid the home and george family that much money that's more than any other promoter, more than any other sponsor, more than anybody, anybody, period. So you feel like you've, you, you've paid for consideration, I think, from the company's standpoint. It was disappointing that it wasn't considered more uh, with Sonoma and other SMI tracks. So, uh, of course, that news is uh, with the season finale moving from Sonoma to Laguna Seca. And there was a Robin Miller had a fantastic article on that in Racer Magazine where he basically said, well, you know, I'm okay with Laguna Seca being on the being on the schedule, just maybe not where it is on the schedule with the season finale. But as he said, uh, talked to some uh, car owners and that, they want to wine and dine their sponsors. Uh, and, and it's easier to do it in Monterey than it is sometimes in Sonoma, even though you can get good wine in Sonoma and that, but it is uh, pretty much a remote, uh, location. Yeah. But Laguna Seca is known as being a boring track. So is Sonoma. Well, so it's, exactly. It, it's kind of a lateral move. Uh, if you're talking about <clears throat> on track product. So, yeah, that's why it's, it's confusing. 
You know, you would think that they would sit there and try to, you know, especially to close out the season, try to have a race that's entertaining and that you could sit there and, and try to drive the momentum going into the next season. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, it, 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 it's on sponsors talk. Look at the Xfinity series with the uh, in NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, you know, in NASCAR, they close at, at Miami, so which isn't a uh, thrilling track either. So, you know, I definitely see the point and and all that. But, you know, like you said, it's a lateral move. It's not, it's nothing that, you know, is going to drive headlines and drive uh, really too much excitement with the announcement. So, Well, there was a push for Gateway to be the finale because there's a considerable amount of people in the media side and especially on the fan side that would like to see the season-ending race held on an oval like it did in the past, like at Homestead. And Gateway, which has seen full full grandstands, which you want to see, it looks good on TV. Yep. Season finale. Here we go. We're going to pick our champion double points race. Yep. But it's in East St. Louis. I know. It's not a and sexy that was, location. That was the issue, basically. And uh, that's why it's going to be next year at Laguna Seca. Well, and that's why you'll have people snoozing during the race. <laughs> and, uh, you know. But everybody the, points to Alex Zanardi passing uh, uh, Brian Herta. Yeah, you know, one pass, which, which would be uh, uh, illegal today. You know, it. They need to get over the whole location thing. If the stands are full, if the excitement is there, and the quality of racing is there, I don't care if they're racing. You know, uh, pick the worst place. You know, racing in Wyoming. Right. You know, that's how you want to finish your season. Well, we'll see how. It- plays out i tell you what let's talk some formula one coming up next uh with eddie lapine from racingnation.com you're listening to the two the final inspection show brought to you by great lakes dragway and david hobbs honda Inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and of course David Hobbs Honda joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Excellent, fantastic. No rain here, but uh, we might get a sprinkle or two. We'll have to have to see. But tomorrow looks fantastic. And uh, this week the Formula One series is in Hockenheim. Ha- 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 <laughs> and uh, one Easy of the more storied, say. one of the more storied uh, racetracks in the, on the circuit, and uh, here we are in uh, Mercedes' backyard. Sebastian Vettel in a Ferrari and a pole, and Lewis Hamilton did not have a good qualifying session, did he? No, supposedly he had hydraulic problems, and engineers told him to shut the car down. They had to bring it back on a flatbed. Um, I'm sure he'll be back on the podium tomorrow after the last race turning last so but not a good way to start the weekend again for him so it could I, be I well it could make it entertaining like it did uh, la- uh the last race where he had issues on the opening lap and uh 
had to go basically to almost to the back of the field and had to work his way back up through it. Yeah, it's really funny after, you know, having a couple weeks of bad luck, how his personality and attitude, his whole uh, demeanor changes. You know, I mean, after winning four championships and all these races and shattering all these records, the guy has a couple bumps in the road, and you think it was like the end of the world for him. Well, it is. Um, it's Mercedes. He's, you know, he, that's why he went there because he didn't want to get those, you know, those Ferrari pit stops that you hear about that they've been known for, though not 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 lately, but over in you know past history and that, and and you know he he saved his career in which leaving McLaren, who was on top of the world at the time for Mercedes, and and he's gonna pay a lot of money. He's like, well, hey. You know, why is this happening to me? This is kind of stuff that should be happening to the number two guy, isn't it? Well, it was funny last week after the press conference and how he blamed Kimi Raikkonen and Ferrari's tactics of taking him out in the first <laughs> turn. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I mean, what? You know, I mean, it's racing, okay? That's why we race. You know, nobody can get near Lewis on the start of the race. Everybody's right. got to stay away from him because he's a contender for the championship. I, it's you know, it's racing, and you know that's the stuff that's going to happen. And I guess Mercedes must have reminded him that it was racing because when he came back and apologized. I, I I just can't understand how a guy who's been getting paid millions of dollars a year and has a personal masseuse, a personal this, personal this, can feel entitled. I just don't understand that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it should be exciting tomorrow. It's really good to see Sebastian Vettel uh, on pole, and you know maybe Ferrari. They they definitely are. It's swinging their way now, and which is good. It's good for the sport to get something besides the Mercedes. Uh, winning every weekend so well, it, should, it should be a great race tomorrow talking with eddie lapine from RacingNation.com, talking some formula one and i tell you a, a team that's really kind of had an uptick over i think uh, the last four races i think is the haas team and once again uh you had kevin magnuson qualifying fifth and uh, romain grosjean qualifying sixth and even with the talk or the speculation of grosjean leaving which personally i wouldn't mind seeing him going because his antics have gotten pretty tiring to my liking. But with uh, with the Haas team that had started off pretty rough, uh, was not looking good at all, you know, they were battling Renault for, for in the in the Constructors' Championship. They, they, they have rattled off some uh, very competitive races over the last couple uh, rounds, haven't they? Oh, definitely. And in the conference, press conference after, Kevin Magnuson said that this is the best car he's ever had. So, I mean, and that's what you need. You need some confidence and you need some good runs. And when they can run, I mean, both cars as good as they ran for tomorrow's qual, I mean, for t tomorrow's race and qualifying today, it, it looks really good for them. Now, if they can if they can put it away and, and have a good race tomorrow, build up some confidence for the team and the mechanics and the drivers. I mean, you know, it, it's great. I mean, it's good to see them finally doing good again. Okay. All right. It's time for predictions. Uh, of course we have uh, NASCAR in New Hampshire, Kurt Busch on the pole 
Who do you like uh, for uh, New Hampshire this weekend? I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. And uh, Jeff, what says you? Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson to break the uh, the winless streak here. Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. Hmm. You said it's a Toyota track, so I can't go Toyota. I'm going to go Toyota then. Uh, I'll, I'll, screw it. I'm going to go Truex then. All right. And then uh, the German Grand Prix, Eddie. What do you think? No, you got to. I'm. You got to go with Sebastian Vettel. Vettel, huh? Well, I will take. Uh, you know, looking at this, when I think uh, Germany, I think Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez. <laughs> Where right. did that come from? Uh, well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> A little upset victory. Now, Jim, that you that just would wait. be quite the upset victory. I will go at Botas. Then just to be uh, on the other side. All right. Eddie, what's the latest at RacingNation.com? Formula E last weekend in New York. Uh, Plugged in. It was a great weekend. And, you know, I mean, uh, upcoming Elkhart Lake, Road America, the WeatherTech series in a few weeks. Did you see the the fastest car at the Goodwood Festival of Speed the last week was an electric car, too? And I talked to Roman Dumas. He could. That's have, right. Uh, there was Roman that did that. Roman Dumas. In his Roman Dumas. And I like uh, Dumas. It sounds better. <laughs> it, uh, I call him that because he calls me Lapine. Eddie, Le- that's uh, what Siri calls you, Eddie Lapine, when I when I ask I her to know. call you. But uh, he was there with the Volkswagen uh, car from Pikes Peak, and he said, he told me, "quote." He could have broke the record, but he was worried he was going to destroy the car. So. Well, that's that's a good strategy. It's okay to win, but you don't have to, you know, rub it in their faces. Uh, Eddie, we exactly. certainly appreciate you being on the show because uh, coming up next, we got Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragway coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. Final Inspection Show brought to you by, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. In fact, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragway. Welcome to the show, Roy. Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, can't complain. And uh, what, what, what's going on in Great Lakes Dragway today now? It's a little sketchy with the weather. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I think we called it for the day because uh, just reports of everything. Uh, it was drenched, obviously, from last night, and things supposed to be raining again tonight. And so when it's on and off like that, and uh, we don't have something major scheduled, uh, it's easier just to kind of call it for the day. We've had a little bit rough goings the last few weeks on the uh, up and down weather, but uh, but I think it's going to be uh, getting nicer as as the uh, you know next week goes on. Right. What about tomorrow, though? Tomorrow looks. Tomorrow we're on as long as okay. uh, as long as the rain holds off. Uh, you know, tomorrow uh, we'll be good to go. We we try not to call it until the day of because right. we call it the day before and then it's you know seventy five degrees and sunny. So um, we don't want to you know turn people away until there's no way that we can possibly run. 
And then, of course, not only are you open on the weekends, but you're also open during the week. And uh, Wednesday night is uh, ladies' night. Tell tell us about, yep. about that. Yeah, Wednesday night, ladies' night is pretty cool. Um, we get a lot more female racers than you'd think, and ladies race for free um, every Wednesday. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, one of the uh, one of the new teams, and I don't have everybody's name. One of the new uh, NHRA teams is the first NHRA team with three female drivers right now. And uh, so it's definitely, uh, you know, an up-and-coming thing for the women to get out there and go fast. And, uh, you know, we want to encourage that. So, okay, so I love fast cars. It's a Wednesday. Say, uh, and I'm not in the market now, but say I was looking for the next Mrs. Pipe Bomb. That would uh, Great Lakes would be a, a fantastic place on, especially on Ladies' Night, to go try to find the uh, the next victim, right? Oh yeah, because it's not only the girls driving, but you know they're down there with their friends, and uh, you know obviously if they're not driving, they're at the bar uh, at the Torque Alley Tap having a drink, uh, you know doing doing what they're doing, and um, yeah, I mean we get a pretty good contingent out there on Wednesday night, so uh, so it's not all just a bunch of dudes sitting around, uh, you know, drinking old style anymore. <laughs> Can I reserve my bar stool now? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, we got some good stuff coming up. We got uh, in the next few weeks. We got Mopar uh, weekend next weekend, so that should be pretty cool if you're into the uh, Dodge and Plymouth stuff. And uh, in a few weeks, we've got uh, RSD coming up, which is the real street drags. We got a couple of uh, street racing events coming up. So I know there's been a lot of talk around town of racing on streets and. That's the kind of thing that we specialize in down at Great Lakes Dragway, especially, uh, you know, we try and do a few dedicated events to where people can bring their street cars out, race them. We'll turn the clocks off so that uh, people don't know exactly how fast they're going because they like to make very friendly wagers between themselves uh, about who's going to win the race. And so no one wants to know how fast their car goes. Uh, so we got that coming up. And then I'm meeting with uh, the officials at uh, Harley-Davidson again next week to uh, finalize our plans. Uh, for who exactly is going to be coming down for our Rung Wachabrung uh, Harley event that Friday of the 115th anniversary. And there have been some celebrity rumors, possibly some of the Davidson family, possibly some other celebrities that are going to be making an appearance down there that Friday. So we'll have that hopefully all sewed up by uh, the end of the week to be able to make some announcements. And the way that you're able to keep that all organized and run, you know, the fantastic events all Oh, every week it just it boggles my mind. I just listening to you there, I uh, I just got overwhelmed. <laughs> well, let's just say that uh, yeah, most of the credit all goes to my father, who uh, pretty much spends uh, every waking moment, besides when he's up helping me at uh, my job, uh, making sure that the track's ready to go, the grounds are ready to go. He talks to all these different people on the phone every day. We've got, uh, you know, more groups coming out, people expressing interest to bring their group out of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 cars. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had 300 trucks out there from the, uh, from the Midwest uh, Truck uh, Association. And those are the trucks that look like, uh, uh, I can't remember who's our, I, I just blanked on our first baseman's name. It's got the huge, monstrous truck. Eric Thames. they all look like. Yeah, yeah Eric Thames. I was surprised. Obviously, if Thames probably wasn't playing, he probably would have been out there. But trucks with tires as big as your head, you know, as big as tall <laughs> as you are. And, uh, you know, just looking at 300 of those things in the field, it was pretty cool. Excellent. Well, 
Uh, Roy, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have you on uh, again before Labor Day, talking about the big Labor Day spectacular coming up. But a lot of stuff to do at Great Lakes Dragway before then. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to uh, have a little conversation about having you guys out that weekend. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, book it. Well, we'd, we'd love to be out there. Oh, it was one of my favorite weekends. That's Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragway. I'd like to thank everybody who is on the show today. Of course, uh, David Hobbs Honda, Tom Delaney, and Darren Roth for joining us, talking about Hobbs Fest, and uh, Lori Monroe for for what she does in, in the NASCAR uh, news and uh, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Steve St. Clair. And Steve St. Clair from IRA Sprint Cars. Make sure you get out to uh, uh, Sun Prairie on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. You've I been, can't li- wait. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show, Steve Zotke and Jeff Orlowski. Make sure to look us up on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.